live. Live. Welcome everybody to another ADB podcast. Welcome indeed. I would like all of you to please pay attention to what's going on behind us. Um, what's special about this episode is we're going to be playing throughout the entire episode. We're going to be playing some B-roll and unseen footage that we took in Hong Kong. Mm -hmm. And this is not only just recently, but over the last year or two. Yeah. yeah. So hopefully you see something interesting there. Uh, just to showcase how awesome the city really is. Sure. At some points, we will be flying mm -hmm. uh, in the sky. Don't get alarmed. We're yes. safe. We're sitting down in chairs. Yes, we are. And we're happy to have you guys here. So thanks for coming on in to our live show today. we got a lot of things to cover. Absolutely. Um, and I guess we should probably just hit the first segment. What do you think? Yeah, let's hit, head right into what's new. So as you know, what's new, we talk about something that's just in the news, something that's uh, relevant to what we're going on about. Sure. And uh, we're going to be talking about an MMA fighter. Okay. So DM, <laughs> can you roll us the first clip, please? By the way, you'll notice we're really small in the corner. There's a reason for this. Yes. Don't worry, we haven't been shrunk by DM's shrink ray or anything like that. Uh, what's going on here is their subtitles that have right. to pop up so we don't obscure them. Um, you may have heard about this guy. He's very famous in China, at least he was. Mm -hmm. He's an MMA fighter. He's the guy who bought MMA to China. And he's been challenging all these wushu masters, kung fu masters, and what's the result of that? Tai Chi and all that kind of mm -hmm. stuff. Yeah. Well, basically, he's going to these competitions and absolutely obliterating everyone because, unfortunately, these traditional martial arts in China are not as successful or well, <laughs> effective as normal trained fighters, right? Let's be totally honest. They're, they're an art, okay? Mm -hmm. They're beautiful. They're great exercise and stuff. But as far as self-defense is concerned, they're actually quite useless. Well, to, come up, uh, to quote Xu uh, Xiaodong, he actually said, it's a great exercise tool for the elderly. Yes. But you can't train people and expect them to go out in public and defend themselves with an art form, a traditional Chinese art form. Correct. And, I mean, he's got a point. He does. <laughs> you know he, does I mean? he does. Here's, here's the <clears> thing, <throat> though, guys. Um, you often ask us to talk about the social credit system mm -hmm. in China, mm -hmm. right? Well, this is a very good example of the social credit system in action. Do you actually remember, we said a few times, like, oh, this is probably a year or two ago, people kept saying, you got to talk about the social credit system over and over again. And we were like, we thought it was a little unfair when we haven't seen it in action. Right? Yes. We've heard about it on the news, Western and Chinese, but we haven't seen actual applications of this. But there's been a whirlwind of them recently. Right. And this is a good case, and it's just happened. Okay, so quickly break it down. <laughs> Because he's been challenging these uh, big wushu masters and stuff, the Wushu Federation of China, obviously with all their connections and all their guanxi and stuff, basically said that's enough. Mm. All right, and so they've accused him of uh, basically, I don't know, denigrating the the Chinese culture. Sure, they've accused him of being a spy, right. a foreign spy, to, to kind of like take away from China's culture. They've done all sorts of terrible things, and he's actually been forced now to pay. 400,000 RMB yeah. uh, to one of the masters that he so-called so insulted. And what does he have to do for seven days? He has to go <laughs> on Chinese social media and public media and apologize profusely seven days in a row. Yeah. But there is also another stipulation. What's that? And that's if he wants to fight. Because he's obviously popular. People are making money off of his sure, presence, sure. right? So not completely like blocking him off blocking him off but if they want him to fight in public rings yeah then he has to wear clown makeup he has to wear clown makeup and appear under a pseudonym and stuff yeah yeah he can't use his yeah. real name because he's not allowed to promote himself yeah anyway we're going to play a clip of uh, something he released mm -hmm. for those of you who are listening along and can't see the subtitles we will give you uh, an idea of what's going on so sure. can we play the the clip there dm I'm 
，我徐晓东就是一个傻不拉几的一个网民。如果你是有素质、有见识的人，你们想想，我去趟美国，我就成特务了；我去趟台湾，我就成特务了；我接受了台湾两家电视台的采访，我就是特务了。我也不知道为什么，英国 BBC 广播电视台采访我，我说我要汇报领导，我傻傻的，可是我没领导啊。我说我是 MMA 第一人，我说错了吗？我是第一个中国人，中国籍，我现在是中国籍，我是中国人，代表中国人来打比赛。Okay, can you pause it there? For those of you listening along, basically, what he's doing is he's pouring his heart out because he's been accused of being a spy.、Mm -hmm. You know, he's very patriotic,、mm -hmm. right? And I mean, maybe you can say something about it before I continue. Well, yeah. So you had a good point when you said the the crime is like denigrating the Chinese values, traditional Chinese values and stuff. But the collusion here, the, how this actually happened. You'd have to be foolish if you think there was actually some like top government government official that was like, you know, what that this is not fair because the person who was working for CCTV, which is now CGTV,、yeah. um, they were found out to be the president of like the Wushu Association, right? Right. So the person that person who has connections to this whole kung fu scene,、mm -hmm. that's the person who felt offended and had、yeah. the kind of connections or guanxi as they say in China to actually go out on the news and make him into this evil demon of a character. Right. Yeah, and you know the majority of people that follow this kind of stuff are big fans of him in China.、Sure. So this completely destroyed him. Yeah. So when you have a situation where somebody's at a D D tier social credit score, they can't go anywhere, they can't do anything, their life is done. If he has kids in the future, they can't enter public schools. Right. Yes, they're going to have restrictions. <clears throat> He's only allowed to take the slow train. He's not allowed to take a fast train. Right. Not allowed to fly in a plane. Right. You know. So at the so you're you're seeing a broken man that's、yeah. completely been destroyed by the media, and now. The forces have turned against him. This、yeah. once hero that brought MMA and this fighting scene and really tried to champion this new、um, way to work out and exercise and promote、yeah. Chinese values and stuff, that's all been wiped away, and and he's been pushed to the brink. And this is actually kind of dangerous because he's now going to speak from his heart. Yeah, the problem and what he's saying there is that he's he says he's Chinese. Is he not Chinese? But now all the Chinese people are attacking him, right, and accusing him of being a spy. You know, I can sympathize with、sure. him because that's what happens to us quite often. <laughs>、yeah. You know, the difference is that if if I was Chinese and I had so much hate and、uh, denigration towards myself, I would be very upset, just like he is. Anyway,、mm. let's continue because there's something else. Okay. 我请问你，你陈小旺，太极拳陈小旺，你是哪国人？你还是中国人吗？我二十年代的地方，说没就没了。我在我自己的微博上，我写我很光荣，我是什刹海的教练，也不让我打了，都都他妈让我删了，因为中国武协说了，不能让我有名。我现在全世界有名，是我需要都打出来的。Yeah, we're gonna have to pause it here again, and.、Um... All right. What's happening for those of you listening?、Uh, he was a trainer and an instructor at a, a special academy.、Uh, what was it? Shi Chahai or something? Sorry, I, I didn't get the actual name. But anyway, 
he taught there for over 21 years, okay, as an instructor, and he's very proud of that, etc. Mm -hmm. But they have, because of this controversy, they've basically told him that they want to sever all ties. He has to remove any mention of them out of his social media, things like that. And of course, it's really deeply hurt him because he's the one who started MMA through that academy and did all these, this work and trained over 10,000 students and stuff during right. his time. Um, so it's really hit him really hard. Sure. Yeah, and he's derailed. You know, you see this. Yeah. They're trying to wipe him. You can't search him or anything in China. No. They're trying to delete any sort of mention. But obviously there's forums in China where people still talk about it. And there's a lot of differing opinions. But this guy, I mean, without knowing the whole story, it's tough not to feel bad. Yeah. Because, like I said, it's not this whole, like, China's turning against him. There was collusion. There was, he's, been, he's been framed in a way. Right? Oh, yeah, absolutely. And now it's a national issue. You yeah. can't escape that, China, unfortunately. No, and you see, this is the danger of the nationalism, how it's weaponized. It's weaponized against people, especially um, individuals that are, you know, rising to fame, causing some kind of change, people that have influence. All of a sudden, the people that supported them and got them there in the first place by saying, oh, he's Chinese. We love we love you because you're Chinese and you're doing something great. So let's bolster you up. But then it can be turned around in a second to be like, you're an enemy of China. You're against the Chinese right. people. and this is the result. You can see it clearly. I'm, I have some words, but I, I think we should finish his clips yeah. and then we'll go to the wide frame and we'll talk to you yeah. guys about okay. it. All right. Okay, wait, let's just pause for a second because... I'm sorry. Yeah. You get your chuckles out, guys. Yeah. If you see what's on the screen now, you've got the same guy. He's wearing like a gladiator's mask. Right. I think it's from 300 or something. Yeah. Anyway, the thing is, he's recently put this clip out because he's obviously just had it. Right. 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 So let's play a little bit of the clip and then we'll sure. tell you what's going on. You can make us big again. Yeah, you can you can go back to that. Uh, basically, oh, yeah, we're big. Uh, mm -hmm. What happened there is the founding of a republic is a very high budget um, sort of a communist China uh, biography. How do you how would you say what would you say? I would say it's a it's a piece of propaganda, almost Hollywood level production values. I, I remember when it came out. Right. Uh, this all the small villages around where I used to live and stuff. They had actually set up the government came in set up big outdoor screens mm -hmm. and played it free for everyone to watch it. Right. It became a, a very important uh, film for China. Right. Right. Uh, in fact, it was so important that the guys that used to sell the fake DVDs down the road from me, they were allowed to sell any Hollywood DVDs fake, but if they sold that one fake, they would get shut down and detained and taken away. <laughs> it's funny because um, people always claim yeah. that there was no way to crack down on those guys, but they found a way oh, when it came away. to that movie. Anyway, what this guy's saying is that all the actors, except for one in that patriotic film actually the yeah they actually have other nationalities sure. so they're either new zealand or canadian right. or right. from hong kong or whatever not only one of the actors is actually chinese sure so yeah this actually this is what mm. i wanted to say earlier is that mm. this looks like on the surface 
if you do something against China, China will F you up, right? Yeah. But actually, it's much deeper than that because here you have a very nationalistic guy. Yes. A very, very pro-China guy. This is the kind of guy that you drink beer with and he's like, you know, Wai Gua, Woman Zhong Gua. You yeah. can get that impression sure, from sure, him, sure, right? Sure. But even though he hadn't stepped out of line, even though he hadn't done anything, if you completely support the government is completely nationalistic in china everything can turn in an instant yeah and this is not a warning or anything but a lot of people that do this they think that if they're in some sort of turmoil or worried about their getting visa their visa getting renewed sure. or even chinese people themselves if they shield the government and really just put themselves out there and look very very blatantly nationalistic that can turn on you in an instant, right? Yeah, because if you become too famous, right. that's when things go wrong. You become fodder for yeah. people with money. It's no different, right? Yeah. Like China is not running on nationalism necessarily. It's still running on money and connections, sure. right? Sure. So this guy's been bitten, and it's it's a dangerous game, and it, it sucks. It yeah. really sucks. Anyway, the guy's name's uh, Xu Xiaodong. Yeah. Um, for those of you who don't know how to spell that, it's an yeah, X, look him up. XU. Yeah. X-I-A-O-D-O-N-G, I believe. Right. Yeah. So you can look him up and uh, read his sad tale. I mean, maybe and... there's stuff we're missing, but it looks pretty sad. Yeah. Anyway, and we, we hope him the best because he's fallen afoul of the social credit system. And for those of you who keep asking us to explain the, the dystopian social credit system, not only do we have a video about that on ADV China, you mm. can go watch, but you can read his story and actually see it in action. Sure. Yeah, absolutely. Very, very good point. Hey, and before we move on, yeah. I want to mention something. You know how he has to wear clown makeup? Yeah. I noticed that you're wearing a clown t-shirt. I am wearing a clown t-shirt. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Okay, now let's uh, let's just hit the merch. Let's hit the merch. We got we got a new t-shirt. Why? Why do we have the two of us punching a clown? <laughs> <laughs> this is hard to explain. Yeah. Holding a 50 cent. Well, right. we all know about the 50 cent army, sure. right? And basically Wuma. the Wuma. Uh, so the clown is the 50 center. Mm -hmm. Um but the reason we made this up, it's not just like pulled it out of thin air. <laughs> no. We love reading the, the Chinese forums when they... It's like our favorite yeah, hobby. They discuss us and they have all these stupid um, insults. Right. But they very often use like Chinese idioms Well, we usually understand them. Yeah. Like bottom of the frog, you right. know, bottom, bottom of the well, of the well frog frogs. and, you yeah. know, like all that stuff. White pigs, all that but stuff. But one thing that they used a couple of times, which we couldn't understand because they, they always call us two cheats, right? Mm. The two cheats uh, making China look bad. But they kept right. saying two cheats hit the clown. And we're like, what the hell is... We this? asked everyone. We asked Chinese people because, yeah. like, I, I like to think our Chinese is quite good, but we just... It yeah. stumped us. We tried yeah. to translate each character. Yeah. I asked my wife. I asked my friends. Yeah, I asked my wife. No one could understand. They were like, what the hell does that mean? But they kept yeah. saying it. Xiao Chou, like, Liang Pian's a dog of Xiao Chou, something yeah. like that. We're like, what the hell does that mean? So we thought, well, you know, we're just going to make a t-shirt out. Right. I mean, two cheats at the clown. Yeah, That's so us, we're, dude. we're the two cheats over here. We're hitting, we're the, hitting the, the, the 50 cent clown. Right. So if you guys feel the need to... Uh, well, they've been profiting off of us, leaving horrible threats and stuff. We're getting yeah. paid 50 cents per comment. Why can't we recoup just a little bit of that and support yeah. the channel? Join join the, the two cheats hit the clown army. You guys can go down below. Uh, I put in the top of the description. It's everpress.com slash ADVChina. Exactly. Anyway, let's Oh, there's only 21 days on that, by the oh, way. Oh, okay, yes. Yeah. So it's limited. limited time only. Yes. And if you call now, you'll get absolutely nothing <laughs> you'll in addition. Get a, you'll get a free bag that it comes in. <laughs> made of plastic. plastic bag. Okay. Oh, these shirts are not yeah. made in China, everyone kept asking. Oh, okay. These are made in England. Oh, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. We get our shirts made in England. Not that that matters. I'm just letting people nothing know wrong that I kept with, asking. Nothing wrong it's a nice with thick material. I like, I like some things made in China. You know, my wife, for instance. Yeah. Anyway. You try to say I don't like my wife. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sure. uh, DM, yeah. hit us with a super chat. Yeah. Will do. All right. What's up, guys? My young Wazer. Yeah. Ocean, Ocean Ghost. Ghost. All right. 
So we have, uh, I'm going to read two Super Chats because they both feed in pretty well to our next sure. segment. Okay. So the first one is uh, from Modst Jada. He says, according to Jackie Chan, there are no protests. Is he really a supporter of the government? And or is he even is even he not safe? Also, what do people in China and Hong Kong think about him? Oh, my boy, Jackie. And then I, I can read. Do you want to answer that? And yeah, let's answer that. Please. Okay. Yeah, this is a tough one. You know, when I when I was growing up, I, I used to love Jackie Chan. He's kind of a hero, to be honest. Me too. Yeah, absolutely. I we, think, we love Jackie Chan. I mean, I, st I still like him. I'm not right. going to lie. I love his movies. I think he's hilarious. Uh, I have a lot of respect for his, you know, stunts and his... Sure. <laughs> no, seriously, it's funny as hell. I loved it, especially those kind of 90s ones like awesome. Rumble, Rumble in the Bronx Amazing. and First Contact or whatever right. it is and First Strike, sorry, all those. Absolutely, can't, can't beat him. But unfortunately... He seems to have lost the plot sometime a while ago. Well, he's fallen a follow of his, of his own people in Hong Kong. When I first got to China, he was like a mascot of Hong Kong. Yeah. You used to go to Hong Kong, they'd have like Jackie Chan stores. Right. They'd have, he was in all the adverts. Right. Teaching For people. Or... He would teach them how to like change the indicator right. while they're driving by doing right. Kung Fu's like, be safe on the roads and, you know, That's and then cool. like, it was cool. He was a cool guy. He was, he was awesome. But then he suddenly became a big mouthpiece for the Communist Party. It happened very quickly. He threw his own son under the bus. Right, when he got busted for yeah, weed in yeah, Beijing. Yeah, right. um, yeah, I just don't, I don't understand what happened. So Jackie Chan, unfortunately, is, uh, I don't know, I've lost a lot of respect for him. Yeah, I mean, the, well, this is this comment, the super chat we got. He just publicly got interviewed, and they're like, what do you think about the, the protests in Hong Kong? Yeah. Which is our next topic. He is like, I don't know what's happening there. And that's pretty low, man. Dude, I mean, you're yeah. from there. Of course, he understands the the ramifications. If sure. he has any, if he has any kind of an opinion on that, it's only going to be bad for him. Right. For sure. At the same time, though, it's pretty low. Right. Uh, because Hong Kong people are really sticking their neck out. Right. He should at least have some kind of support. For Solidarity him. for his. Yeah. Well, and you could also say that if anything, because he's like so high profile that it would be. He has more immunity than the average person. Right. Because if if Jackie Chan got spirited away to black jail, it would be like international <laughs> yeah, scandal. Yeah. Yeah. So right. they can't even really afford to do that. Right. Very That's true, a good very point. True. Yeah. Anyway, let's uh, move on to the next uh, question. Yeah. So this is from Lucifer, $20, very generous. He said, do you think China might allow the PLA to do something horrible in Hong Kong? Everything happening now is setting a very dangerous precedent, and China has all the power to get away with it. I hope they don't. Um, thank you, Lucifer. We've said this many, 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 many times. China plays the slow game, right? Yeah. You're not going to see another Tiananmen. You're not going to see that in Hong Kong. Number no. one, it would be huge egg on the face. Yeah. People would be like, what's actually going on? All of this soft power, this billions of dollars they put into making a squeaky clean image of China out the window because you have foreign reporters there, yeah. right? Yeah. Slow game, slow infiltration, putting their own peons there. Yeah. You know, converting the government to be pro pro CCP. They can't. The thing is, what they did in Tiananmen Square in 1989, they could do back then because they had such a, a an iron grip on the country, sure. and the technology back then did not allow the news to escape easily. No. And that's why it's so difficult to find a lot, you know, right. footage, and you have to always listen to some old dude talking about uh, <laughs> yeah. what happened. In you know, a chair, it's kind of chair. like yeah, it's it's unfortunate. But these days, any kind of thing like that would cause such international outrage right. that it would be just. I don't know, call for war or something, so they won't do it. Right. They won't. No. Yeah. 
Thank you. Right. Thank you for that. So it's time for soft power hour. It sure is. Okay, so soft power hour, we basically talk about how China is influencing the rest of the world, or at least attempting, mm-hmm. sometimes very successfully, sometimes not so successfully. Sure. Um, we do have a clip we're going to show you in a, in a minute, but before we do, uh, we'd like to show you some pictures. So okay. um, can we show, show this article? Sure. Uh, you, you go ahead and start Why does this up. guy look so mean? Isn't he such a meanie? Mm, uh, this is uh, China's just demeanor. <laughs> it's China's uh, foreign minister, Wang Yi. Uh, so basically, he was at a press conference, right? And this is his quote. Okay. And this is another one of these foreign collusion things. Mm-hmm. This is regarding the Hong Kong protests currently yes, in Hong Kong. Yes, yes. Some Western forces are using this issue. They've made trouble in Hong Kong, stirred up opposition, and tried to sabotage Hong Kong's stability and damage the implementation of one country two systems he said we want to say this loudly pull back the black hand you have shown is your hand black no no. okay uh hong kong is china's domestic affair you shouldn't interfere in hong kong hong kong isn't a place for you to run amok the term black hand is often used by chinese officials to describe alleged conspirators and foreign agents what do you have to say about this okay it's very straightforward we did a whole thing on adv china about this uh this when was it actually on monday so you know you can go watch that but it is this whole thing of blaming foreigners meddling and it's so insulting to actual hong kong people because you know even what we say it's not really up to us to say because yeah. it's the hong kong people that are sure. the ones that actually have their own voice right? right so when hong kong people go out and protest against this extradition bill which honestly is the right thing to do because if that extradition bill is passed it means no one in Hong Kong is safe. We'll get to that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. we're going to talk about that later. But the thing is, they don't want it. So they go out and protest. So then what does the, the Chinese government say? They say, no, the Hong Kong people aren't actually against us. They want the extradition bill. It's foreigners meddling that's causing this. Right. You know? It, that's, again, that just discredits the people that actually went out there. Yeah. Right? Yeah. It's just super offensive it's, for Hong Kong people because the majority of people yeah. in Hong Kong don't want this bill. Yeah, why do you think two, two, million. two million out of seven million? Statistically, <laughs> the biggest protest in the world if you talk about actual percentages, right? Yes, yeah. It's a massive pop, part of the population that's yeah. really against this. Yeah, so Hong Kong people, um, it must be infuriating for them to have their voice just taken away because this just delegitimizes what they do. Sure. Um, and the problem, and this is what we're get, building up to here, is this is what people in mainland China see. Okay. There's this thing going on at the moment that I've spoken to people from mainland China. I don't involve my wife in politics, by the way. I don't discuss anything. I'm sure you're the same because it's just not... Oh, I don't know. I mean, maybe you do. <laughs> I don't because, you know, I, it's not my place to involve her in anything like that. But all my okay. chi- my Chinese friends that I've been talking to mm. and the messages I've been getting from Chinese people overseas all are very similar. The, the mainland Chinese people... If they talk about Hong Kong, they talk about it as if it's just some funny little foreigners meddling doing some kind of nonsense. Sure. You know? Well, I, that's a good point, actually. I wanted to say um, Vivi was a little bit shocked because she's been following her Hong Kong. She, is, she, she went to school in Macau. Yeah. yeah. A lot of her friends are from Macau and Hong Kong. We have family there, yeah. right? Yeah. So the news she's been getting has been from there. Yeah. But then when she goes on WeChat mm-hmm. and she sees her friends' moments and her friends' group chats from mainland China, yeah. she was like, what that's a total opposite of what everyone else is saying yeah they're posting all these chinese flags saying this is our hong kong get out of here lao wai yeah go back home stop meddling in our affairs all this kind of stuff and she's like very confused you know because it's literally the polar opposite message yeah well this is soft power hour and we're just showing you how the soft power works how it works is by 
completely controlling the news sure. okay, and the narrative within China. So most Chinese people, when they open up the newspaper, they look at their WeChat, they turn on the news, all they hear is how crappy foreigners are from meddling in Hong Kong right. and that Hong Kong people actually don't want right. this. There's actually right? words like brainwashing being used, saying yeah. that the Westerners are going to Hong Kong and brainwashing people and implanting people to change people's minds and paying them. Which right? is actually what they're doing. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's actually yeah. a good tactic to it flip is. it out of its yeah. head, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. But so a lot of people were asking me and you, mm -hmm. they were like, what kind of news about this is coming out in, in China, about the protests in Hong Kong? Yeah. And... Um, I think we should give a super quick rundown of what, if you guys are new, yeah. what this, this whole extradition bill is. Maybe you can run them, like super layman's terms. Super layman's terms is this. Uh, everyone seems to be centering around this one case mm. of this dude went to Taiwan, killed his uh, pregnant girlfriend, ran back to Hong Kong, okay? And now he can't be extradited to Taiwan, mm -hmm. which is, it's awful. The guy's a piece of garbage. Right. You know? he'll, he'll be sorted out eventually somehow. But the thing is, I hope. all of a sudden, this is seen as a chance to push this extradition bill. Right. But the weird thing is, is well, it's not really weird because of the whole political system that's really convoluted, but people would be happy if there was an extradition extradition bill with Taiwan. Right, because there's rule of law, yeah. judicial and system. And this murder happened in Taiwan. Right. But what happened then is the Beijing government says, okay, this is great. Let's put this extradition bill in that makes it so that we can extradite criminals like this guy back to Taiwan or Convenient, to mainland yeah. China because right. actually Taiwan belongs to China so we want them to come back to mainland China that right. we can punish them. Right. And then they re then everybody's like, wait, 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 wait a second here. Because if this bill gets passed, that means anyone traveling through Hong Kong could suddenly just be picked up if they're an enemy of the Chinese government. Even without going through immigration. Yeah. Just like what happened with the CFO of yeah. Huawei when right. she went into Canada right. because she, you know, was there was a warrant for her arrest from America for doing some financial, alleged financial crimes, which is probably, who knows? Who knows? We'll, we'll see. Anyway, the thing is they arrested her and um, this caused a big uproar in China. And I think that's probably what actually sparked this off is they're like, hang on a second, that's a good idea. Right. That's what we need. Right. Let's do that to Hong Kong because we got, everyone travels through Hong Kong when they travel around Asia. It's, it's a, a major, And it's a major hub. Right. When you travel, you have a stopover flight in Hong Kong. In Asia. And Let's just say you're a, a reporter that talks about the Communist Party and they don't like that. They're like, okay, well, when they land in Hong Kong, we can arrest them and we can bring them over and put them in a black jail. So that's kind of why everyone's really annoyed and with this. Just to put a Band-Aid over this whole thing, a lot yeah. of people are using this whole, you don't even understand the bill. It says only crimes that are punishable by seven years can be, you can be extradited into mainland yeah, China. Yeah, yeah. But it doesn't matter because there's no rule of law. So no matter what you say or do, can be a crime of seven plus years. Absolutely. Right? Remember the Chinese communist government, which they've done to friends of ours right. and people that we know. That are currently in political jail. Just basically say, Oh, you are subverting the harmony of, you know, uh, of China. So you, you're a criminal of the highest degree. We're going to basically accuse you of being someone that's even worse than a murderer, interested sure. in Chinese law. So then, bam, they can nab you, you know? So protests, everyone goes out there like, absolutely not. We're not losing the last sliver of freedom we have in our country in Hong Kong. Yeah. Lawyers go out, judges go out. Almost everyone is in support of getting rid of this extradition bill, right? Yes. But Carrie Lam, the leader of Hong Kong, yeah. she's... She's in a tough spot. She's in a she's, very tough spot. She's being pulled by Beijing, who yeah. will screw her over if she doesn't do anything about it. Yeah. And then she'll get screwed over by Hong Kong people that are like, you can't do this to us. So yeah. she's ignoring it. I mean, she's in a, in a very unenvi unenviable position. Right. 
That's what happens when I try to use fancy words. I guess, yeah, I guess. Anyway, yeah. she's in a very unenviable position. Um, and she's an enemy to both, both, sure. both sides at the moment. Um, so what actually resulted from these big protests? Because we all know there's this huge, huge, huge protest that happened. Two million people took to the streets of Hong Kong, which we said before, out of a population of seven million is a lot. Some mainland Chinese people that I know also went to join the protests. Yeah. Too. I got messages of my yeah. students as well. And, uh, you know, basically it was just something that couldn't be ignored. So what happened was they put a suspension on the bill. Um, Carrie Lam came out and apologized and said she's going to suspend it for now type thing. And she thought it would go away. But then the protesters were like, no, we're going to we want we want this taken away. We want right. you to step down. So they gave her until Thursday yesterday um, to respond to their demands. And she didn't respond to their demands, so they're uh, regrouping and they're going to be... Uh, You're not going to see an end to this. No. You know, but no. Um, to go back to the whole what do the mainland Chinese people see about this news, Yeah. there was finally somebody on the news that actually spoke out about this. And this is a PLA general, I believe. Yes. Uh, so People's Liberation Army for mainland China, he had an opinion about how Hong Kong should be dealt with. And this is pretty shocking stuff. So we're going to play the clip for you. Yeah, we're going we'll to play it. it in its entirety. Mm-hmm. And uh, we're going to then, for those of you listening at home that can't read the subtitles, we will then just give you a gist of what's sure. going on. Okay, so can we roll that clip, please, DM? Um, there we are. That's uh, Xiangang,那个教育问题。一九九一年接受香港的时候, 去的香港回归之后就一个大失误过分强调两制没强调一国呀去年咱们新特首林正月和上来之后就两件事干得好第一件事因为战中闹事都判刑第二个来讲Paraphrase. Yes, paraphrase. Um, this guy, it's very insulting the way he speaks, first right. of all. Um, for those of you who couldn't see, 
um, it, it's, he's got a very arrogant air. Mm. And basically what he's saying is he's saying that um, we need to educate Hong Kong people. We, well, first of all, he says Hong Kong people are the worst. Yeah. Right? They're the biggest problem of China that needs yeah. to be dealt even, with. Even worse than Taiwan, he says. <laughs> So the yeah. two most developed and free areas. Yes, exactly. Um, so the, the huge thing here is that we talked about foreign collusion, right? Mm. So again, he's blaming these British textbooks that the Hong Kong people were using in place of Chinese textbooks yes. is the main issue is the why Hong Kong people are, they want freedom and they and hate China. And why they cause chaos. Right. He says we should brainwash them earlier. Right. He says like we should be giving them textbooks for Chinese citizens. They right. should not be allowed to use the textbooks from you know the British colonialists and the, the worst mistake that we promised uh, hong kong in 1997 is that we would say it's left unchanged and yes. we should have changed it should have changed it we should have right. just like gone in there and wiped absorbed it, it yeah exactly yeah. which is it's hard to understand i think as a westerner yeah when you watch something like that because it's almost like he's defeating his own points in his mm. speech but you got to understand that's the way of control and harmony is much more important than speaking out and having justice yeah. in China, or even in the Soviet system. Yeah, right? exactly. It's kind of like, if you can imagine it like this, let's just say this, the Soviet Union took over America, sure. right, at some point. And any textbook that announced that uh, America was the first to land on the moon, mm. that would have to be purged, right. and it would have to be changed to say that the Soviet Union landed on the moon 10 years before. Right. You know, And they, they, they can't stand it when anyone says, but hang on a second, there's proof that you know america landed their first like no that's wrong we've got to change the books we've got right. to give them our books that say the soviets landed first you right. know otherwise they're going to run around with these stupid ideas in their heads that's it's, basically what it is yeah it's it's really kind of an awful thing and you have to understand that this is the kind of news that's that's what i was gonna say yeah, yeah. It, that's what's on tv in china right right that's so uh, chinese people are watching this and saying yeah yeah okay yeah sure and then they're getting all this positive kind of um propaganda stuff and at the same time, just being told that anything that's happening in Hong Kong, first of all, either it isn't happening, or if it is happening, it's because of foreign meddling. Right, right. Mm. But we'd be remiss, I think you mentioned this too, but like we'd be remiss to say that everyone thinks like this. I guess Vivi, my wife, is shocked that most of the people on WeChat, her yeah. friends, thought this way. Yeah. But there are a very small, not to say minority, a very small vocal people in mainland China that are seeing through this crap. People that have VPNs. Yeah. People that are watching it. Like you said, we have people contacting us sure. being like, how can I go help the protest? Because this is awful. Hong Kong is kind of our dream of what we want China to become. And yeah. it's going the other way around. We're absorbing it. Yes, it is going the so, other way. So mm. congrats to the people that see through this. I mean, that's... It's hard not to hate this PLA guy, but that's that's just how how the the government works, yeah, and it how is. it keeps order. It's that's the thing is until you see these things and you actually hear the opinions coming, you know, from the horse's mouth, so to speak. Right. Uh, you can make up your own ideas. Right. And you can think everything's kind of fine. But I always thought that China had a very mature stance when it came to Hong Kong with this uh, one country, two systems thing because. Hong Kong is a fantastic place. You don't want to destroy what's being built there. You don't no. want to destroy the... That's important. The, you know, not only is it important, but it's a, it's a fantastic, unique place. Yeah. yeah. And so I always thought that hopefully mainland China could learn a lot from Hong Kong because most of my Chinese friends who visit Hong Kong on a regular basis absolutely love it there. Right. They go there for a reason. You know, they love the way it, it is. It's completely different for those of you who don't know. The shops there... The, the currency, everything, the, the law, the language, it's all like, it's all different, okay? It's not the same place. So going there is literally like traveling overseas. Mm -hmm. It's like going to another country and being like, wow, this place is fantastic. You mm -hmm. know, it's like, it's different. It's like, 
flying across the world somewhere. So I was hoping that they'd pick up a lot of that rather than just try to basically hollow it out and make it another normal Chinese city because that that's just sad. From my perspective, I just think it's pretty irresponsible mm. for China to completely wipe out or displease the Hong Kong citizens because mm. of money. I mean, China has always been a money-focused country. I mean, what sure. country is it? But yeah. It's such an important financial hub. It's yes. such an important commerce area. Yes. And it's such an important place for China to get wealth into the country. Yes. So you wouldn't want to disrupt that. But the problem yeah. is, is a delicate balance between finance and political stability. And China is terrified of political stability. Instability. In instability. Yeah. You know, um, I have to quickly address because I made the video about like why Hong Kong is dangerous, mm -hmm. right? And um, I got a lot of people telling me I don't know what I'm talking about. Yes, Hong Kong used to be a very um, important, like 20% of the entire of China's GDP, et cetera, right. et cetera. But now it's only 3%, and cities like Shanghai and Guangzhou and stuff have surpassed it. That doesn't actually matter, because places like Shanghai and Guangzhou, you do not have the freedoms, and you don't have the... the like. If I'm an investor and I'm coming into China, right, I'm going to set up my company in Hong Kong and then have a branch office in... Chinese people do that. Yeah, exactly. In Shanghai or in Guangzhou because I know the law will protect me in Hong Kong. I know that, like in mainland China, the local government can't just say, oh, uh, your company belongs to us now and then just confiscate my factory and kick right, me out and right. stuff. Because if I have a legal Hong Kong representative and that's where my company is based... I can feel safe. Sure. So it's still massively important. Also, the GDP numbers in China are not transparent. It's very opaque, and you don't know if it's true or not. They could say whatever they want. Right. So. Not to mention personal GDP, which is wildly higher in Hong Kong than the rest of China. Absolutely. It hasn't even come close to catching up. So um, just, just for people that are a bit confused about that, sure, sure. Um, Hong Kong still is a massively important financial hub and shipping hub. You know, It's yeah. just in the right place. And like I said, for flights and stuff, people are always traveling through... Hong Kong, it's massively important. China, if you, yeah, if you disrupt it and destroy it and take away the freedoms and make people feel uneasy to go there, it's going to have massive repercussions. Sure. Well, it might have. It might be an important shipping hub, but I don't know if it has anything on, on the port. Dandong. Port of Dandong. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get Look to that. that up. Yeah, Look that yeah, up. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Um, okay. That's pretty much soft power hour. Yeah. Oh no! Oh, I right. wanted to finish off okay. soft power hour with something I thought. It would be remiss to like not let all these students' uh, artwork go to waste. Yeah. Uh, so this is a response to Carrie Lam. Yes. Um, the, you mentioned yeah. earlier that the demands were not met, yeah. right? So this is the... Okay. Can we just pause that for a second? Um, my, my friend in Hong Kong, Dave, yeah. who is a photojournalist, etc., he did send me an audio clip about um, how he's been accused of being a CIA agent and all that nonsense. And the other people that he normally goes out and meets with in the, in the photojournalist crowd, um, I can't play the clip, unfortunately, because the, the sound quality is so poor. Oh, yeah, but, yeah. You know, um, I'm just kind of paraphrasing. But he basically said that everyone else in his groups, and he's exhausted because he's been out covering all this stuff, so I understand why he didn't have the time to sit down and like find a sure, professional sure. mic or something. Um, he says the majority of them are not even American yet they're constantly appearing in Chinese media saying that they're CIA. You know what I mean? <laughs> they're Which like, is like, English it's like teachers. French, yeah, but French, <laughs> French people, uh, British people, etc., yeah. etc. So I just wanted to say that uh, it, it is still a massive thing. Um, right. And uh, I can I can tell you for a fact because Dave, I've known him forever. We used to we used to teach English together back in the day like what 15 years ago, 16 years ago, something like that. Mm -hmm. What am I saying? For 13 years ago. My 
Mind Doesn't matter. Anyway, um, I can tell you for a fact he's not CIA. Oh, okay. Anyway. I know Dave, um, he's not CIA. Yeah, no. anyway. Okay, we're going to play this clip for you guys. These are the new set of demands. Yeah, so let's watch it. For Hong Kong. And let's play. I'm just going to say, apparently the audio is like pretty loud. People are saying that in the chat, so maybe turn well, it down. You, you can I can... it down in, in, in the player there. Ah, there we go. Okay, let's see if this is better for you guys. Are you going to have to turn it up? Uh, yeah, that's probably good. I think it was peaking duck. We may, may have to pause it there. Okay. Um, these are the demands for those of you who uh, at the moment can't see this. Sure. The first demand is they need the extradition bill taken out. Not yeah. just suspended. They want it, like, torn up and thrown that's, away. That's the thing. Is the leader of Hong Kong, Carrie Lam, I think she was, like, breathing a sigh of relief because she was like, we'll, we'll suspend it and everyone will shut up and then we can bring it up again later. And they're like, no, nah. No, no. Okay, let's move on to the second one. The second one is they want people to, well, they want people to stop saying that these uh, protests are riots. Right. Because they're not riots. No. Okay. They're peaceful. Very peaceful. There's footage of situations where, you know, someone fainted yeah. and the crowds moved out of the way so right. the ambulance can right. come and take care of the, the This ain't no person. riot. No, I've been I was in Hong Kong during the twenty fourteen umbrella riots, okay? A lot of crap broke down over there, but there was a big emphasis on not being violent from right. the protesters right. and it still is that way. If you go and see what's going on there, it's incredibly peaceful. Yes. People are helping each other out, Sandwiches, handing out water, water. bottles. Yeah. You know, it's it is the Hong Kong people. This is the way they are. And right. if, you, if, you know, if you know Hong Kong people, they're incredibly civilized. Yes. All right? They're cleaning up after the protests. Yeah, they go out there and they Sweep clean up all up. the... Yeah. yeah, okay. They are not riots because I've seen riots. I grew up in Africa. I've seen burning tires and cars being set on fire, people stoning people to death, necklacing them. i actually seen a necklace victim in my, with my own eyes. I know what it's like. I've seen riots. These are not riots. These are peaceful protests. So that's the second demand is to stop calling them riots. Right. Okay, let's move let's on going. to the next one. Yeah. So um, after... Okay, just pause it there for a second. Uh, the third one is they they are demanding the release of the arrested protesters. Yes, because freedom of speech is guaranteed right in Hong Kong. Yeah, especially students and those who are wounded. Right. Okay, let's continue. Accountability for police brutality. Yeah, a lot of you guys probably saw footage of people getting pepper sprayed in the face and they're not doing anything or like rubber bullets and the guy got shot in the head. Yeah, I'm probably not going to make any uh, fans here when I say that I actually do respect the Hong Kong police a lot. Mm -hmm. um, and this is just from my own past experiences. Can we go to the wide? I just want to tell a quick story. Sorry. Um, basically, and this actually involves Dave as well. Mm. All right. And uh, I want you to chirp in because you've sure. had similar situations. Um, we were out drinking. This was kind of recently, what, um, a couple of months ago. Mm -hmm. So Dave and I were out drinking. And, you know, I'm a big drinker. And, you know, we have a bit of a riot. So we're out there at the Beer Bay. which yeah, is... You did have a riot, huh? <laughs> yeah, real riot. <laughs> um, so we got, you know, pretty sourced. 
I wouldn't say like paralytic or anything, but sure. we're pretty, <laughs> pretty, pretty sourced. And uh, we flagged down a taxi. And Dave lives out in the middle of nowhere in the New Territory. So it's a long drive. It's like an hour from downtown to get there in a taxi. Um, so we flag down this taxi and we get in the taxi. I've got footage of this, by the way, if anyone ever wants to see it someday, because I was, I was drunkenly recording the whole thing. <laughs> Um, we get in the taxi and we say, right, we want to go XYZ place where he lives. And the taxi driver says, no, I'm not going to take you there. You have to get out the taxi. And we're like, no, it, by law, you have to take <laughs> us. Because in Hong Kong, they have a law. Yeah, yeah, the taxi, yeah. taxis can't refuse to no. take you if it's within their jurisdiction or whatever. Sure. Um, and so he was like, no, I'm not going to take you. Get out of the taxi. We're like, nope, we're not going anywhere. So he's like, fine, I'm going to... We're going to go to the police. And we're like, fine, take us to the police. Right? You know, getting a little belligerent because we're really pissed off. Right. So he takes us to the police. And he starts, because he's, you know, he's obviously Cantonese. And he starts complaining. Dave can understand Cantonese perfectly fine. He's been living there for so long, you know. And he's basically saying, these stupid foreigners won't get out of my car. You know, I don't want to take them there. It's too far out, et cetera, et cetera. Um, And I was speaking to the cops in Mandarin because they can speak Mandarin fluently as well. And I was like, this is, this is crap. This is incorrect we, we need right. to get home right. he has to take us there right so the cops basically at the end of the day told the driver you have to take them home if you don't we're going to prosecute you <laughs> that's awesome so he actually drove us all the way swearing the whole way right you know? and i filmed that too so he's like behind the wheel like exactly so not very very happy you yeah exactly he was not happy but the fact of the matter is that um that kind of thing if it happens in mainland china what's going to happen yeah, I mean, do we even have to say? Yeah. Are you I joking mean, me? They'll be like, look at these stupid foreigners. And instead of saying you must take them home, they'll be like, go home yourself. Get out of here. We're going to arrest you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. A mob would probably form. Yeah, and, and I'd probably get yourself. a mob and be like, get out yeah. of here. Throw anyway, so the fact of the matter is um, Hong Kong is probably the safest place in the world. It is. It's, I think uh, it's top I mean, two. Uh, whenever I've been there, I've never felt um, uh, in any danger no. whatsoever. No. People there are civilized. They look after each other. Even that when I got attacked by that drunk, that was just more of a fun sort of yeah, tongue-in-cheek thing. Yeah. It was ridiculous. And the people around pulled him away. They helped. And they, and were they the ones, laughed. Yeah, and they were the guys actually helping him. Sure. He was puking and stuff. Sure. They, they stood him up, patted him on the back, made sure he had his cell phone and all this crappy dropped down. If and that happened in China, dude. It's a different story. Anyway, um, rule of law in Hong Kong is a real thing. Yeah. The cops walk around, they're armed with um, revolvers and stuff. Mm. They, they take care of business and they sure. make sure things work there. The problem is with these protests is they made some really bad choices. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it does they, happen. Yeah, it happens. And of course, there's all sorts of conspiracies that, you know, those aren't real Hong Kong there cops. And Beijing there's Beijing cops, Shenzhen blah, cops. Blah, blah, yeah. blah. Who knows what the real deal is? But the fact of the matter is I just wanted to put it out there that I don't demonize Hong Kong police. No, not in the whole. Not in the whole. No, um, for sure. But these guys definitely stepped out of line. And yeah. so this is why they want accountability and that makes sense this yeah. is a rule of law right yeah yeah okay keep going All right, let's see see what our next one is the resignation of carrie lam is the next one yeah so the the leader of hong kong they want her to step down and this mm. is I don't even want to think if she actually like voluntarily stepped down without like replacing herself with another pro Beijing politician. Like, what would happen to her and her family? You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, look, th- this is an unrealistic demand as far as yeah. I'm concerned yeah. because she can't step down. 
Well, Beijing well, she won't, can. Well, Be- Beijing won't allow <laughs> no, her to step no, down because no. that means that they would have lost this battle. The battle, they lost, lost it. And they would, you know, that means that the people actually have a voice and can actually change things. Sure. And that's not how China operates, and that's not going to happen. And that's this. That's what's so nerve-wracking about this, is this demand, like you said, is quite unrealistic. Yeah. And if it's not met, then what's next? Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, well, let's let this play out, and yeah. then we'll move on. Yeah. Props to the um, props to the artist, by the way. That was actually quite well done. Yeah, whoever put this together did did a good job. Um, yeah. Anyway, let's. Uh, I thought that was interesting because that's that's right on the cusp. We're gonna see what's gonna happen soon. Yes. Um, anyway, yeah. uh, should we hit some super chats? Yes, let's get a super chat before we move on to the next segment. Alrighty. So Da Don, I think I'm saying that right, okay. gave us twenty five dollars. Quite generous. They said, "Have you guys ever been to Suzhou?" Sea uh, Milk says he wasn't too impressed with Jiangsu in his last video, but I think this may be one of the most beautiful cities I've ever visited. Okay, uh, I can easily say that. Um, I didn't talk about Jiangsu that much because I had ju- I just rode through it. I went to to Suzhou and it was a beautiful city, but I wasn't basing the entire province off of that one city, right? It's sure. the the whole province that I had seen, and much of Jiangsu. To me, was factory road, factory road. It's kind relentless. Of it's relentless. You know? yeah. So, I mean, Suzhou is pretty and stuff, but I didn't judge that whole thing. But anyway, thank you very much. Yeah, cool. We got another one there. Um, yeah, I can bring another one. They said, let's see. Um, Mark Grin Grin Snitch. Mark okay. Grisnich. Okay. Uh, question: What are you guys' thoughts on the GDHKM? Greater Bay Area Megalopolis Project. Oh, that's the, the where they're going to combine Guang, like basically Hong Kong and Shenzhen. Oh, is that, Shenzhen what, is that what it's called? And, yeah, yeah, I believe. I it's think, Hong I Kong, think. Shenzhen, Zhuhai, Guangzhou, Huizhou, Guangzhou, Shen, uh, as you said, Shenzhen, yeah. and Macau. It's ridiculous. It's going to uh, be the biggest mega city in the world, right? It, it really is. Like when you drive from Shenzhen to Guangzhou, it's pretty much a city the whole way. Yeah. I mean, it already is almost Dude, getting to that. You. Every day we or every week we used to drive to each other's houses in yeah. two different cities. There was there's not nature in between. Yeah, them. <laughs> very very small amount. And it's only a like, city. Yeah, um, it's it's ridiculous. It's, huge. it's, it's huge. crazy. What do I think about it? Um, I don't know. I mean, I, I guess it's good if it's all interconnected. At the same time, I don't know how the Hong Kong and Macau people feel about that. Yeah, I mean, it's it's difficult to say what's going to happen there because remember, different currencies, different yeah. rules of law, etc. Sure. So uh, I can't really have an opinion other than. It already is. If you want to see a hell of a lot of people, yeah, it, you go there. Yeah, yeah, it already is kind of like that anyway. It is in a way. Yeah, it's all it's already interconnected yeah, with the high speed yeah. rail. Stuff. I mean, think about it. You can hop on a high speed rail and get right. from China directly into Hong Kong. Yeah, you yeah, know? you can. Yep. Anyway, anyway thank yeah. you. Cool. Let's move on to our next uh, diff- different thing here, which is Guangxi Corner. Um, Guangxi Corner, as you know, is where somebody sends us a question, usually a relationship related. So uh, let's see, what do we got, DM? All right. So, this individual says, Hi, my name's Samantha. I've been teaching English in Dongguan since 2015. I've been dating a Chinese man who I met through work, and things have been great since he treats me like a princess. A few months into our relationship, he insisted that I move out of my company dorms and even pays for my apartment. The problem is that I recently found out that he's married and has been for the whole two years that we've been dating. Uh, he assures me that it's normal 
and that his wife knows about us and she doesn't mind since this is very typical in China. Normally, I would break up with him immediately, uh, but without him, I would have been completely lost here in China. I don't know what to do. Is there any advice you can give me? First of all, I want to make a disclaimer. This is not Jerry Springer. Um, <laughs> just in case you got that impression. Heart goes out to you, Samantha, but I'm going to throw some caveats in here. Before you guys immediately jump down her her whatever throat, throat I guess that's what you said. Before you guys jump down her throat and be like, you're so stupid. How could you be in a relationship with a married man? Like, get out of there. There's a lot of power. There must be a lot of power in that relationship because if you think about it, if they met through work, mm-hmm. he's paying for her apartment. Yeah. He's probably, I'm just going to assume, fairly well connected and probably quite wealthy. Yeah. If she, you know, says we're not going to be together anymore, her career could be over in China. Yeah. She could be out. Yeah. Right. So I get her concern. That's the concern I want you guys to understand first. Yeah. Also, the dependency that, that happens, it happens yeah. the other way around, too. We know a lot of foreigners who are very dependent on their wives or girlfriends. That's so common. Um, there, You've got people who've been living in China longer than you and me who can't actually speak Chinese. Right. And, you know, these guys... They rely on their wives to sort everything out for them if they have any trouble with the law, setting up internet, you know, renting an apartment, uh, getting a car, everything. Stuff that we learned immediately when we got there. Yeah, these are things that I I absolutely insisted I do myself. Of course. Um, But this is obviously the flip side now where she's now relying on him to do everything for for her. Right, right. And that's like your lifeline in China. You have to understand as a foreigner, you are very much an outsider. And, mm. you know, to get things done is very difficult. There are certain things you actually cannot do right. unless you're a Chinese citizen. Right. And you need a Chinese citizen to do them for you or to help you set it up. It sounds like from, I don't know this woman, but it sounds like she does like him, though. It doesn't, I don't know if she feels threatened by this, yeah. but... I mean, it's absolutely not okay. Why are we not talking about the elephant in the room? Yeah, the guy okay, says okay. it's normal in China to cheat on your wife. Right. Um, can I answer that very fairly? Yes. It is normal. Yeah, um, it is. For her, his wife to tolerate an outside extramarital relationship, I don't buy that for a second. No, I think he's lying about that. Absolutely hiding it from her. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's so common, yes. but it's not accepted. It's not right. accepted, no. It is just common. And the thing is, it's it comes from a lot of um, different parts of society mm. there. Number one, China's always had a history of like emperors concubines, with concubines yeah. and stuff like that. Okay, you can kind of make that excuse. Sure. But the second thing is, people marry very young. Yeah. Okay, in fact... Uh, we've talked about this all the time. It is. When they're in their early 20s, like 21, 22, 23, the pressure from their grandparents and their parents right. to get married and have a child right. is immense. Mm. So when you've got that kind of pressure, you kind of just get married without knowing a person just because you kind of want to get that pressure out of there. You yeah. want them to shut the hell up yeah. and leave you alone. Very often it's arranged, yeah. you know. So you get married, you have a kid, and then you realize like a year or two down the line you actually can't stand the person sure. or you don't love them or whatever because you're too young we've right. all made and you know my 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 first couple of girlfriends if i think about it i can't stand them i don't know what i was thinking i'm <laughs> stupid you know yeah anyway really we get into that yeah um you know so. i will make a little disclaimer this is okay. rapidly changing yeah, yeah um, so. people are fighting against their parents demands for this yeah um, but that generation like my wife's generation our generation yeah yeah, yeah. They got locked down into that. Sure. And a lot of her friends are 
toying with the idea of extramarital relationships. A lot of and it's not marriages. It's not. I'm not putting this on Chinese men because a lot of her female friends are doing this. Dude, you know it's and it's. I hate to dox all the foreign expats out there, but it's a big thing. You know, all the foreign guys sitting at the bar talking about how they screw all their like married students and right, stuff because it's right. so easy because they're not. Right. They're not getting the satisfaction at home, so right. it's super easy. They're and like, vice versa. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like yeah, the but, women. Yeah. But that's what I'm saying. That the the women right. kind of go to the English training centers to look for a foreign because they know to, they're unattached. Yeah. Yeah. To right. mess around with and stuff. Right. It's it's rampant. It's not only not only foreigners. It's like young, handsome Chinese dudes that are not tied down yet. They'll go pick up some of those cougars that are married. You <laughs> yeah. Know what exactly. I mean? It does happen at the bars. Yeah. No, it it totally does. So what's look, our advice? The, the advice. I think you, you gotta, gotta cut ties. No, I, I think this is what it is. It's you gotta look at yourself. Are you comfortable with this? Do you think that this is where you want to be in your life? That you're a mistress because sure. that's all you are. Yeah, for sure. You're basically a paid-for mistress because you've got your apartment paid right. for you. He's probably giving you money every month, buying your car or whatever. Do you want that? Do you want to be a mistress? And if if you really don't and you are intimidated by this, Samantha, my advice would be, uh, the the threats are usually very localized in China. So if you're scared that this guy's gonna try to screw you over, get rid of your job and stuff, get rid of the apartment, move, get a different English teaching job in a different city and break contact. Yeah. You don't have to leave China. Yeah. You yeah. know. No, you don't. But no. the thing is, if it looks like it's going to be messy, then you probably should just move first and then tell him. Yes. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, don't even tell him. Yeah. You know, you're yeah. already being a cheating mechanism, you know. That got really deep. Anyway, yeah. Yeah. You know what can I, I can I? Yeah. Oh, yeah, you go. Go for it. I was going to chime in. So uh, I was just going to ask what you guys are more up on this than I am. But if let's say the wife, he's lying, like he, the wife doesn't know about it. Mm. What would happen if she does find out? Like, I don't know how Chinese law is because they're really big on family values. I would assume it would be some kind of scandal and he would have to drop her at that point anyway. So she's, it's kind of like a sword of Damocles, right? Like mm. she's under threat of being dropped at any point, even if the, like, because yeah. I, I doubt the wife really is okay with it as well. Right. I mean, legally what would happen is, I mean, if they really wanted to bring divorce into this, which it probably wouldn't come down to, mm. he'd get a scolding at home. Oh, dude, you know, we have a lot of, we, we don't even need to guess here because yeah, we true. know what happens. Right. What happens is the husband is never blamed. The mistress is always blamed. Yeah, yeah. And it's dangerous. Yeah. Okay. The, the wife often will hire like thugs to beat up the mistress or she'll go there with her friends <laughs> How and many beat, videos every day beat them up on the streets yeah. and tear their hair Bricks. and tear their clothes off. Right. You can like you can look this up. It happens incredibly uh, often in China. It's kind of the way to do it. Don't blame the husband, blame the mistress. How many times have we seen that? Too many times. Too many anyway, times. Yeah, yeah, so get out of that just, situation just get out if situation. you're not if you're not happy. Yeah. Okay, cool. Uh, yeah, super chat, I believe. Yeah, oh yeah, let's do a super chat. What do we got? Okay. Um Let's see. Why does Nathan Rich always have an excuse for PRC? I'm not exactly sure what that even means. Okay, well, pop to us. We're not gonna. We're yeah, not gonna we don't. We don't talk about uh, weirdos on this channel. Yeah, not at the moment, anyway. Cool. Yeah, let's see. Maybe let's get move on to the next one. one. Yeah, let's get a legit one. Okay. Um, what are the Winnie Pooh references about from Big <laughs> Tex? I mean, that's just what they call him, right? It's a meme. Sure. Um, yeah, yeah. Very simply answered. He kind of looks like Winnie the Pooh. Xi Jinping, the Xi leader Jinping. of China, uh, looks like Winnie the Pooh, and you know it's such a it's such a missed opportunity. Nice, that's what I was gonna say. Um, you know, it's he's lovable. Yeah, he's lovable and harmless. And if Xi Jinping actually embraced this, it would change his image for the whole yeah, world. Yeah, the the rest of the people. world. I mean, some people are that shallow. Hmm. 
you know, they would look at him not as this evil villain with like flames behind him or whatever. <laughs> and they'd be like, Winnie the Pooh, I can hug that guy. Yeah, he's super cute yeah. and lovable. It's terrible wasted opportunity of Except good PR. He doesn't like it, so he banned <laughs> Winnie the Pooh in China. He's like, No. No, <laughs> no Winnie yeah. the Pooh. Um, yeah. It's not fully banned in China. Yeah, like, but things like the Christopher Robin you can't compare um, them. Video the yeah. movie was not allowed to be shown. <laughs> you know, like any references you, to his, How like, do you get yeah. butthurt about that? Yeah. Come on. Yeah. I was, you know, because my name's Winston, they used to call me Winnie Mandela in school. Did you get mad? I, I didn't like it. Did you like ban it. them? No, I didn't ban them. I didn't like it. They also used to call me Winnie the Pooh. Uh, so okay. I've actually been called Winnie the Pooh a lot. Dude. And you guys should hang out. It's totally fine. Yeah. Yeah. Good PR. Yeah, cool. All right. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, let's move on to our next segment, which okay. is Worldview. Worldview. Okay. You know what's funny is that Worldview always <laughs> tends to have something to do with China. Well, but it, this one is very apt and very uh, pertinent to, to our hotel stays in China. Yes, uh, we have to go to a picture. Uh, Just DM, leave it up there, Dan. And then do to go to the next one. Yeah, we've already, yeah, talked, we already about talked about that. that. Okay. Okay. What's this? This is the Vienna Hotel. Like the Vienna, Vienna Hotel. Vienna Hotel is probably one of our favorite hotel chains we in China. We love the Vienna Hotel. It, let's be fair. It's not a great hotel, but for what you get for the price, Dude, it's, it's amazing. fantastic. You get this kind of fake, ornate <laughs> French furniture. You know, like those kind of like curvy cabinets with drawers that are fake that it's don't open. It's vomit-inducing. It's got like gold-pressed ceilings. Right. Um, the fact of the matter is that, that you can find a Vienna hotel in almost every city. Major city, like, yeah. Even crappy even cities. Even crap cities, you're right. So you go to like a crappy city and you basically have like a pigsty to stay in right. or the Vienna hotel. And it's always clean. Mm -hmm. It's always like no the teams. same. Yeah, it's good. The service is great. The, the staff are amazing. The bed's comfortable. It's a nice place to stay. And so sure. it's always like my number one choice. Right. I mean, we don't we don't like the the motif. <laughs> it's so But for like 30 bucks a night, we actually did Kitch. a we did a series, if you guys yeah. are interested later, go on ADP China and type in uh, five-star hotel biggest disappointment yeah. and see what a five-star Sheraton looks like. Yeah. And then we compared it to a Vienna. Yeah. Well, uh, it wasn't a Vienna. It was a business hotel. It's, but it's almost identical. The same. It's the same. Yeah. Right. It's the same thing. Anyway, why are we talking about this? <laughs> well, apparently the, the government has said that they have to change their name. Why? Well, Vienna is foreign, right? And Vienna Hotel, the reason that this is the highest profile one is because it's one of the biggest hotel chains in China. Right. Um, but tons of hotel chains in lots of places that have foreign names, yeah. like Ornate Garden or like Imperial Palace or something like that. Yeah. They're being forced to change their name because it goes against China. It's not a Chinese identity. Right. right? So they're pinpointing these areas and now it's going to be like a nationwide thing mm -hmm. where they have to change the name of their entire branding. That's so petty. So what yeah. are they going to call themselves? I don't anyway? actually know. Bin, I couldn't Bin find Hai Jiu Dian. Yeah, it's going to be one of those. So it's going to be. So they're going to have to name it after like a, a city in China, I guess. Remember that hotel that didn't let us stay, the Fruit Business Hotel? I wonder <laughs> yeah. if that's like anti-China. Uh, fruit's something you can find in China. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I've seen a lot of fruits in China. I, me too. Me too. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. Um, can I comment something yeah. uh, adjacent to that? So I find it very interesting that they are saying that Vienna is not a... Uh, Chinese identity, right? I've actually been to Austria. I went to Vienna and to Salzburg. And Salzburg is famously the birthplace of Mozart. Mm -hmm. Everything's named Mozart there. And I believe in Vienna, they have a Mozart um, classical music school. Mm -hmm. And our tour guide was telling us that most of the students at the Mozart school in Vienna are Asian. Okay. Like mo Europeans aren't even sending their kids to study there to like learn the cello and stuff. They're all like yo-yo ma status now. Sure. So I just find that very interesting that it's sort of like a double standard. Oh, it is. It's big time. And damn, that's a good point yeah. because mm. 
there is there is no bigger love for like Mozart and Western like classical ornate things, music. classical music, piano. Uh, instruments, learning all stuff than Chinese people. Absolutely. Right? So it is just a... It's I've, just... It's, it's so stupid. dumb. It's stupid. Stop it, guys. Just hey, let it be the Vienna Hotel. The thing is, I've been through that. You know, South Africa, The obviously, after apartheid ended and they took over the government, like any name that kind of was a famous person mm. during the apartheid government, they wanted to get rid of it, right? Right. That's legitimate, okay? Right. So, like, you'll get Hendrik Favut Drive will become... Some, like, bad dude. Bolly Bolly Drive or something. Or, right. you know, like, Nkala Drive or something. They'll change it to an African name or something. Okay. So, I've seen how devastates businesses because... Right. Imagine you've been on that road forever. That's your address. It's on all your business cards. It's on your letterheads. It's your... It's your whole identity and right. it has to change. So I can sympathize with these hotels. And the problem is this is not a legitimate reason, okay? It's like us going to America and any restaurant that says Sichuan restaurant or something saying, wrong, you have to call it American yeah. food. <laughs> Delicious restaurant. American food restaurant. Yeah, like the Hong Kong Plaza, you're gonna have to, no, 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 no that's no. not allowed. That's you the have New to York call Plaza. It, yes, exactly. It's, it's so stupid. It's super petty. And it, it's, yeah. it's, I get what their narrative is. Yeah. The Chinese government is trying to say, for too long we've worshipped other countries' stuff. But yeah. our stuff is just as good, if not better. So now we have to show that. Yeah, I know. But this forceful, strong-arm tactics... Oh, it's not. Is, it's, it's, it's dumb. Yeah, I'm just yeah. saying I, I know why they're doing this. Yeah, okay. Uh, sure. Anyway, I guess uh, we'll head into the Q&A. Let's do, do the Q&A. All right. Yeah, all right. Questions. So, yeah, we answer questions. Not only from Super Chats, but also uh, Instagram yep. and just and normal, normal chats. Normal chats to hook, hook us here. up, dog. Yeah. What do you got? All right. I'll uh, open up with an Instagram question since you've been doing all the Super Chats. Somebody asked, what advice would he give to a teen going to China to teach English for a month with a group? Mm. Very good opportunity. Yep. Um, if you're going with a group, this is going to be a big problem because when you're in such a crazy, strange place, and that could be Japan, it could be Korea, it could be anywhere, mm -hmm. Russia, yeah. you're going to want to stick with a group. Sure. Right? It's going to be your safety blanket. You'll probably have like an adult with you. Yeah. You know, that's going to be like, you know, come here for lunch, do this and this. Break away. Yeah. Get out of that. Yeah. Get away from it. That's the thing. Um, when I first got to China as well, one of the first jobs I got was like a kind of a summer camp, camp thing mm -hmm. up in Guangzhou. Mm -hmm. And this was in 2006. And I remember I went up there with a mixed bag of different people from all over, but everything was so foreign and strange that the foreigners just kind of stuck together. Yeah. And it, it creates this insular bubble that doesn't allow you to really experience what's going on. I was lucky that I was staying by myself in a hotel in a different part of town. So even though I did hang out with them most of the time, I had to walk back and forth to this like summer camp thing that they were doing. And during that time, I, I got to explore so much because it was the first time I saw people making bowser on the side of the mm. road and i went there and i was like wow now that's a that's a great bow you know <laughs> no, but no, seriously, seriously no i would go there and i would be like what's everyone lining up for over here right right <laughs> sorry. <laughs> sorry about that anyway so then what i do is just kind of go there and like okay i want one of those right I can't speak the language or like kind of hand signal i tried out this is awesome you know, you know what's weird is yeah. that that seemingly innocuous very easy scenario to deal with to us is no big deal but yeah. you, you don't realize until you go somewhere that foreign how insular you actually become and shy yes. you become yes. especially when you can't speak the you language. can't speak the language you don't know what the money currency just is just do it's it like, though yeah but that's the thing is 
when we went to the summer camp or whatever, everything was provided for us. Mm. We'd get some crappy little box meal with rice and a bit of wet vegetables and oily meat, you know? Mm. And that's what everyone was eating. And everyone thought, this, oh, this is China, you know? It's nonsense because the crap I got to see going to and from was so much more interesting. Sure. And it became so interesting that I stopped hanging out with the foreigners. Yeah. I'd go out by myself and explore. Right. So, yeah, I, I, that's the advice. Get out there and explore for as yourself. As much as I didn't want to leave my little group from my first ESL job, that's the first thing I forced myself to do. And it's the best best thing that yeah. I could have ever done. Yeah, you know? yeah. Absolutely. Anyway, let's do some more. It's going to take us a while, so we've got to rip through these. Yeah, let's get, get another one. All right, Pablo Gonzalez. He asked, Western franchise giant Star Wars consistently underperforms in China in the box office and critical reception. Why do you think that is? I got one theory. Okay, go for it. My first theory is that there's no China in it. So if you see a lot of these movies like uh, Transformers or G.I. Joe or whatever, there's always some sort of element of China in these movies. Have you noticed that? Yeah. A lot of these Hollywood movies that do well. Actually, um, the, they put specific scenes from China in the ones that get shown in China just so that they are um, past the, the board of yeah, the Bureau of right. Films or whatever. Um, so for Star Wars, it's too fantastical. It's out of the realm of Guojia, of countries, in my mind. That's my first theory. What do you think? Okay. Well, the fact of the matter is, like, back when the original Star Wars came out, no one in China That's could see true. them. That's so true. No they, nostalgia. There's, there's no nostalgia. And imagine if the first Star Wars you ever saw was, like, one of the prequels. You'd just hate the series because it's crap. True, You know, like, so, sorry for anyone who liked those. I mean, I I like all Star Wars, but I prefer the older ones, of uh, course. Jar Jar Binks, yeah. yeah. I'm a huge awesome. fan of Jar Jar I mean, yeah. Revenge of the Sith is all right. Yeah. For sure. If anyone saw Jar Jar Binks as their first Star Wars experience, I don't blame them for hating the whole series and never wanting to see another one. <laughs> and that's you know probably you know what, what sucks is that that's the only character that my daughter likes. She she watches Jar Jar Binks compilations <laughs> that's terrible. on YouTube. That's terrible. Anyway. Yeah. Uh, okay, let's continue. move on. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, let's see. Chuk Wan, he asked, My wardrobe is nothing but black clothes. If I wear black in Hong Kong, will people, even journalists, see me as a dis? I believe he means a dissident. No. No, Absolutely. not at all. No. No, it's quite common to see people wearing black in Hong Kong. Remember, it's quite a professional city. A lot of people wearing suits. Right. Go down to Central or something. Right. Everyone's in a suit and tie. And it, honestly, it makes me feel bad because they're all wearing these really expensive right. suits and I'm just in my normal. You're just normal. Yeah. You can't stand out. Yeah. Um, honestly, no, it doesn't matter because even if you're seen as a dissident, everyone will love you there. Yeah, they'll support you. Don't forget. <laughs> the majority Hong Kong, of Hong Kong. The majority of Hong Kong are for what's going on there, right. the protests and stuff. The yeah, only so. people that might not like you are the, the communists, you know? Who cares about yeah. that? Come on. Yeah, you're safe in Hong Kong. It's a safe Wear place. black. Wear black all you want. All right, DM. All right. Um, do you think China's lack of civility plays a role in the reason why so quote-unquote shit foreigners are also commonplace throwing shade on the fellow lao why <laughs> absolutely yeah agreed 100 percent. because you can be a vulgar piece of crap in china and no one's going to do anything for the most you. part yeah, yeah. It, it bugged me it bugged, if you it fight the, if you fight people yeah no but it bugged the hell out of me when me i too. first got there because you'd meet these absolute scummy people mm. you know people that i would never ever associate with in my life people that have been ostracized in their home country because they're so gross they literally just Pouring around, drunk all the time, teaching kids at kindergarten on Come high over. on cocaine and right. drunk and right. rolling around and being absolute garbage people, going out at night and getting drunk and just Pause stumbling and around, shift. throwing bottles on the yeah. ground, doing all this kind of crap. And because they can get away with it. Yeah, there's a lot. They can get away with it. And there's mm -hmm. there have been a lot of situations in the beginning where I actually I've been hanging out with a bunch of foreigners. We're sitting out at a table somewhere, and they start doing all some really disgusting right. stuff. I got up and left and just... You got to distance yeah. yourself. Yeah. So, um, yeah, 100%. Yeah. That's absolutely the reason. Because no one will stop you. No. 
that's the problem. Unless there's, like you said, some kind of altercation which becomes yeah. a, us versus yeah, them, yeah, yeah. China versus foreign. But if you're just being rude, you're fine. You could go there. I could sit on the side of the road in China for the whole day, spitting, spitting, blowing in my nose out, you Guzzling know, vodka. urinating in the bush, right. doing what I want. Right. And I've actually seen people doing that. Yeah. And no one will come over and say, hey, listen, man, there are kids around here. Don't right. do don't that. Do that. Yeah. It won't happen. No one. No one. In fact, that's what my video tomorrow is going to be about. Oh, cool. So, nice. yeah. Cool. All right. So Ironclad X21 technically gave us $10, but just in $5 installments. Okay, thank uh, you. <laughs> said, hey, Winston, congrats to you and Sasha on being pregnant. Uh, I'm happy for you too. When are you guys coming to Canada? Can you please come to Winnipeg? Uh, because I'm planning to move to Shenzhen, Shenzhen later this year and would love to meet you before I go. Okay, Shenzhen, by the way. Mm -hmm. Just so you know. A little Chinese lesson. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, it means deep, uh, I don't know, like ditch. I don't know why. I it's, guess it's on sea level. Yeah, anyway. Um, yeah, I'd love to go to Canada. That's it's part of our plans. We're planning a we're planning a trip up to Canada. Yeah, actually. unfortunately we have so many other things coming before yeah, that. Yeah, we've got Mexico, we're India. In, guys. Yeah, but stretched uh, in. The thing is I I need to apply for a visa to go to Canada. So yeah, that, that also kind of is a bit of a a wrench in the works and that's why I haven't just popped up there because I'd love to go to Canada. Yeah, yeah. But the fact that I have to go through bloody visa process which will take about a month, who knows. Mm. It's kind of annoying. Yeah. Anyway, we'll Thank figure you. it out. But, and dude, like Shenzhen's amazing. Yeah, you love it. You know, no matter what we say about mainland China, uh, when we talk about the problems, we're usually talking about the the government and stuff. The actual place is awesome. People yeah. are awesome. You're going to love it there. Shenzhen. We shouldn't have to explain yeah, that. Yeah, you've seen my videos. It's awesome. I love Shenzhen. It's my favorite city in China. 100%. Cool. What's next? All right. Sunny Chow uh, says, How much Cantonese can both of you understand from living in Guangdong and marrying Hong Kong wives? How difficult do you think the language is to learn? I can only speak a little. But I can understand, I'm going to say 60% because I hear it all freaking day. You're way better at uh, Cantonese than I am. and uh, Yeah, I, I yeah. hear more of it than yeah, you, you do. do. Uh, yeah, because I lived in, well, in Shenzhen's Mandarin, Mandarin yeah. city the whole time. So basically, I would just hear Mandarin all the time. And Huizhou yeah. is, is not a Cantonese city, but the, the area I lived in had tons of Cantonese speakers. Sure, and my sure. whole family only speaks Cantonese. It's super annoying so, yeah. because every time I, I go back with my wife's family... They try to be polite in the beginning. They know I can Every speak time. Mandarin, so they speak Mandarin for about five minutes. Right. They try their best, but then they just naturally switch back back into right. Guangdong, Hua, you know, Yue Yi, yeah. and they just go at like light speed. Right. So unless like, you, uh, you know, really good, yeah. it's hard. I'd say that I can I can understand a very basic um, okay. kind of framework of what's being said, but I'm not very good at Cantonese. Okay. Yeah. All right. Now, I don't know if you guys want to touch on this, but it was being spammed in the chat, so I felt obligated. Okay. <laughs> Thoughts? That's, that's the way it works. Yeah. <laughs> Thoughts on Uyghurs. Okay. Yeah. Um, cool, cool, cool peeps. They're, they're interesting because, you know, they're an ethnic minority in yep. China. They're, they're a Muslim ethnic minority, and a lot of them look Western. Well, they're racially vastly different. They yeah. have nothing to do with yeah. China. I had a Uyghur friend in mm -hmm. Inner Mongolia. We, we rode dirt bikes together. Yes. Super awesome, nice guy. Remember when we did our quest for, for the best... Uh, documentary oh, that, that guy was super chill yeah we met a, a Uyghur guy in San Francisco who yeah. watches our stuff and that that was awesome it was yeah. super nice to meet him yeah I mean we're not going to get into the whole well we will at some point we'll yeah. talk about it we need a little more information but yeah, yeah. I mean it's it sucks what's going on there right yeah, now there's, some, there's some pretty pretty terrible things happening up there but whatever it is it is what it is right. we'll, we'll get around to that sure yeah that's what's next alright Jen after next tactics asks do you ever talk with China uncensored he's in Hong Kong right now 
Um, I've spoken to him through emails, um, but we don't know we don't know each I mean, other. If yeah, that makes no. sense. We were aware of each other. I've always had a bit of a kind of a beef with a guy, but there's not really Why? a beef. It's not really a beef. You know, the thing is, um, being compared to him all the time oh, made, made me feel it's like kind of like I, being compared to Dash. Yeah, it's it's kind of like you know, right. my my channel is. China Uncensored, the, the channel has a very specific mission. Satire. Okay, yeah. it's satire, but it's a very specific anti-China, anti-communist China message. Mm -hmm. And every video that is produced on uh, China Uncensored is a piss for. take against right. the communist uh, right. government, which has never been my, you know, maybe lately, but, you know, it's never really <laughs> been my mission. Sure. So the, the whole thing is, like, I, I didn't like to be compared because... Mm. Um, living in China, especially, you don't mm. want to be associated with like an anti-government message yeah, channel. Yeah, 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 for sure. So that's been my beef. Like, right. I'm not disputing what he says because you know, although it's a lot of it's exaggerated and it's satire, it's it's, it's coming from a place yeah. of truth. Right. Right. Yeah, right. Um, I do know the guy through another guy. Actually, mm. if he's a friend of a friend. Mm -hmm. um, and who knows? Maybe one of these days we'll get together and do a big sure. collab. He seems like a decent. Yeah, person. seems like a nice guy. I got yeah. nothing. I've got nothing against him personally. Neither do I. Yeah. Cool. All right. Cesario JPN says, still no Taiwanese beer sponsorship. The people really want to know about that. Yeah, we, Dude, we'll, we'll give I, you an update every video. If I could choose one beer to drink right now, it would be that 18 day or whatever that was. <laughs> yeah. Eight day. We, we literally beer. talked about this last time. I want that now. I I'm want cold, it now too. You know what sucks? One. What? Is I'm so stupid. Why haven't I contacted the company? Let's do it. You know, we're definitely going to contact them and ask. Yeah. yeah. Dude, awesome. I think I might have already done that. Really? Yeah, like months back. Okay. I'll, I'll follow up. We'll, fi we'll figure it out. Yeah. All right. Gabriel Taylor just says you guys should write a book. Interesting thought. Um, let's see. What is... Oh, this... Okay. Read... I don't, can't even read that. How hard is it to find a beer like Heineken in China? Back on the beer motif. Oh, yeah, it's oh, everywhere. Yeah. Heineken, Heineken's not a... Yeah, is not a problem. You'll find it no. in like any convenience store. Right. But like you said, a lot of it's fake. So you have mm. to be careful... Try to go to brand name stores, like even then. Yeah, I know, I know. Our Walmart was busted for fake booze. Yeah, that's, and that's true. Walmart, yeah. and it had it had a, an American manager. Yeah, yeah, that's kind of horrible. He yeah. was like twenty. Okay. <laughs> oh well, he's American. Were the Cougars going there to pick up the yeah, uh, Walmart employees? <laughs> cool. All right, next, uh, Shifty Sloth asks. Well, they say I went to Shanghai and most of the food slash meat I ate had an aftertaste like rotting garbage. Never experienced this in Beijing and Xi'an. Why is this? Okay, well, first of all, the, the way of cooking is very different, right? Yeah. You go to Beijing and Xi'an, a lot of that meat's going to be roasted, mm -hmm. and the smoke, smoky taste kind of covers it up. It's like yeah. when people smoke meat, right? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> it sounds really bad. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. <laughs> oh, yeah. Sorry, um, in Shanghai, yeah. mm -hmm. you'll, they'll go to the local butcher and stuff, and keep in mind, you've seen this in the wet markets, the meat will have been out for a long yes, time. Yes, yes. And the way it's prepared is it's it's cooked quickly mm -hmm. in the wok with yeah. like sugar and stuff, right? Yeah, yeah. So the the aftertaste and stuff is going to come out a lot more. Yeah. Than also, barbecue. the way meat is transported and kept mm. in China, it's not refrigerated most of the time. You see, it gets taken in the back of a truck, and when you've got these humid climates, like Shanghai is incredibly humid in summer. Right. So especially if this happened during summer, it it would explain it. The the meat probably was a little bit off. That's just right. how it is. Yeah. You get accustomed to it. Your stomach gets accustomed yeah. to it, um, and it's just the way things are there yeah. you know it's not like you don't have a usda whatever approved grade a system over no. there. it's just kind of a, like a we need beef just go grab it right someone comes on a motorcycle with a split pig and 
you know, Hopefully drags it on the cow. ground. Yeah, or whatever you have for beef. <laughs> well, no, they've, they've got like mink or whatever. Yeah, like, that's true. This is beef. Raccoon. They keep busting people who take other kinds of meat and right. they chemically alter it to taste like lamb or something. Come on, guys. Like, <laughs> just kill the lamb. I know. Anyway. Yeah. It seems like yeah. more work than it's worth. Yeah, yeah it is. All right. Going to go for another one from Instagram. And if you want to ask a question on Instagram, follow us at ADV Podcasts. Uh, we've got lots of polls and posts yeah. and memes and Please. reminders. It's a good way to get yourself reminded of the stream coming up. So they ask, with Carrie Lam's decision to suspend the extradition bill, is this a sign of democracy and hope for Hong Kong? I don't know if you already addressed that, but... Uh, no, no, this is no, good. We can, we can go for it. Um, I mean, the suspension is the exact opposite of what you asked. The suspension of this bill and not the scrapping of the bill is showing that there is not a democratic decision on this on this extradition bill. Sure. It's just putting it off. Yeah. In it's, hopes of what? But, well, I mean, the thing is, in hopes of being able to just enforce it later, or like slip it in while no one's watching. Yeah. You know, the, the <laughs> this thing... This Yeah. The thing is, I am still blown away that it was actually suspended in the first place. Yeah. No, I honestly I am. I, because yeah, I I see what you mean. They were so like adamant that like no, we're pushing it through. It's going to happen, and so that's why two million bloody people went out to the streets. Right. Right. That's the reason. Is because they just wouldn't relent. Sure. It's just know? it's not enough. Right. Yeah. And that's that's what the people are saying. It's not my voice. That's what yeah. the people are saying. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. A demo, demo, democracy. I mean, uh, it's it's a pipe dream, and I hope that for China. Yeah. I I mean, we Let's, can only hope. Yeah. We can only hope. That's yeah. all. Okay, let's see. Um, how does someone in China know what their social credit score is? Is there a way to check that? You probably addressed that in that video you guys made, huh? Um, there is an app for uh, government officials in the party that they can check. Yeah. Uh, otherwise, I'm not, not quite sure. I think if I, I don't think your average person is going to be affected by it as much as somebody that's really in the, the limelight. Right. Oh, yeah. I got to tell you this thing because I got a friend who works in, uh, you know, in the government in China. Uh -huh. and, Everyone now has to do these kind of like online every day, by the way. Right. They have to do it's kind of like an online test where they it's like the, the communist rhetoric. And right. Stuff. Xi Jinping and, thought. Yeah, the Xi Jinping thought thing. They get beans but, or something. But the thing is, it's not new. They used to they used to have to go through this like once a month mm. or whatever. But they used to be able to just like let it play on the computer mm. and then ignore it and carry on with their work. And then when it's done, because you, you log in, you yeah, have like yeah. your, your party account. Or sure. whatever. But now they've made it so that it has pop-ups all the time to make sure you're paying attention. Right. And it has pop-ups that ask you right. questions that you have to right. answer. So it's like really annoying to right. actually have to be stuck there listening to it and answering the questions all the time, like every day or something. And it's driving me I crazy. I heard that with that Xi Jinping <laughs> app, if you're yeah. a civil servant, you have to be like get a certain amount of points every day by yeah. looking at his speeches and videos and sure. rhetoric. But anyway, people are making like scripts to bot it. Yeah, that makes and like sense. gaming the system. It's just like, I don't even want to get into it's, that. It's, it's very kind of, China. Yeah. I, I do think with the whole social credit thing is you'll only really know when you try when to buy a ticket. Right. Go to buy a plane ticket and they're like, sorry, you can't. Gotcha. And gotcha. then you'll be like, why? And they'll be like, because you suck. I'm okay. actually going to ask a bunch of friends tonight. Yeah, let's see if that. we can find out some okay. more information about sure. that. Mm. Cool. Okay, next up. Do you guys want to give an update on your status with the Joe Rogan show? Yeah, um, I mean, I haven't heard anything back. Yeah, I tried to get in touch with his. Uh, I think his Matt Staggs is his talent finder. Mm -hmm. Had another friend helping him with that as well, but I'm sure they're swamped. No, sure, got I mean, tons of. It's like the most popular podcast right. in the world, so we Pretty can't much. expect to to get on there. But it'd be sure. nice. It's a but nice I mean, idea. It's a nice we idea. might be on the radar, right? Yeah, let's hope. Right, let's hope. Okay, cool. All right, uh, so Veronica Rossi made an interesting point. That do you think people in Hong Kong were a little bit naive because? 
50 years from now, this was all going to kind of happen anyway, right? Like, what did they think was going to happen in the long run? Um, no. I mean, I think that's kind of a silly argument. Because why would you just be like, okay, in 50 years, we're going to dissolute anyway, right? Yeah. Let's just give up now and throw away everything. So think about it this way. How about I'm, I'm like, hey, listen, man, um, I think you're awesome. You're my, my best friend. Here, I'm going to lend you my car for the next... 10 days mm -hmm. here you go go for it you can do what you want go over you want and then i start calling you you decide you want to just drive to arizona i call you and i'm like hey listen i said you could use my car and drive wherever you want but no you're not allowed to leave the state you're not allowed right. to do this you're not allowed you're not allowed to you know have a passenger in there right. what are you doing man right. bring it back in fact you know what bring it back i'm not going to lend it to you for the next 10 days right. and, I'm like, like, okay. and i'm like okay come on man <laughs> it's bullshit like that those 50 years were there for hong kong to continue as it right. is right. and for things to change slowly right right, right. it's not something that uh, you know should be taken lightly that's a no. promise that's not nice. i've i've seen this i actually get a little bit pissed off at a lot of the westerners in the comments these days about saying well, what do you think was going to happen anyway yeah why exactly. didn't they just give up in the first place no how would you feel yeah imagine you grow up there right you need to sort your stuff out you've got your career that's still right. going you need things to to organize you need to make sure you're ready for things to happen mm. when they happen you can't just have things the, the rug pulled out from under you at no. any given moment and by the way we're not criticizing the person that sent the super chat that was a good yeah. question yeah just some very... of the things we've seen okay yeah cool. thanks all right dustin pearson said love the content guys amazing insight appreciate it if winston matt uh i'm not sure what that even says appreciate Congratulations. It was almost a statement, but he told me to read it in the chat, so I'm reading it in the chat. Okay. Um, now, let's see. Charles Morita, mm -hmm. would you describe CCC politics as black box politics or as trying to figure out the winner of a dogfight by listening through the wall? Um, it's kind of <laughs> obtuse, getting poetical in the super chats here. Uh, yeah. Yeah, that yeah. Sounds, that that's sounds, actually a good analogy. Sounds right. Yeah. right. We don't so, even have to answer that. Yeah. yeah. You can't really know what's no, going on. No. All right. Next question: Are you guys going to be doing a Kickstarter for your next adventure for the India documentary? Uh, we don't know yet. Yeah, it's, know it's yet. tough to say. You know, the thing is, um, it was incredibly satisfying mm. for us to to do both uh, those conquering Southern mm. China and conquering Northern China. The difference is, the first one was self-funded. It took us right. a long time to recoup right. the money. We did recoup the money. We didn't actually make any real profits no. out of that at no. all. The second one, the Kickstarter, allowed us to do it, but because we had that money, we had so many more obligations, sure. and it was a lot we still tougher. Didn't profit. Yeah, and we didn't make any. <laughs> Trying profit. to make it a little bit back now. We we made it better. It was better because yeah. of that money. We wouldn't have been able to do it if it, no, if it wasn't for no, that. You no. know. But we're hoping that the next time we do something like this, that we can try to self fund it again. We'll, sure. see. we'll, we'll see. I mean, it's, we'll see. it's hard to tell. But thank you so thank much you for, for the bringing offer. that up. Yeah, yeah, appreciate it. Thank you. Okay, next up. Um, Golden Eagle asks, can foreigner, can foreign born Chinese teach English in China? I assume they're saying, uh, assuming they're fluent in Mandarin. Can foreign born Chinese teach English? Yes, yes, yes. Okay. Yeah. No, I understand what you're saying. I was trying to work that out in math. Uh, yeah, yeah. A lot of, a lot of, a lot of teachers. Unfortunately, a lot of the parents in China would prefer if they had a white person, it's, even if they're Russian. It's incredibly disappointing. Yeah, Just set yourself up sucky. for disappointment. And uh, I may have told this story before on one of our channels, but when I was working for uh, kindergarten, mm. like right in the beginning, like within the first year and a half or so that I was in China, um, I became the sort of head teacher there. Mm. And I was in charge of hiring other foreigners mm. that were to come and, you know, join. And I got a phone call from a guy 
I can't remember his name was like Mark or something on the phone and uh, he's like hi my name's Mark I'm Australian and you know I'm looking for a job so I was like awesome man come on let's meet up for coffee and I'll have an interview with you etc so I meet up with him and the guy was Chinese you know he was just born in Australia so he had fluent English you know it was native language he couldn't speak Chinese even okay so he looked Chinese, but he was a Westerner in every other aspect, right? So I thought he was fantastic for the job. I thought, you know, to me, it wasn't a big deal. I was like, okay, he's Chinese, doesn't so. matter. Okay. It's like, great. So the policy in China, when you get hired from a job, is they require a photo. Mm. They do. Mm. When you send your resume, you have to send a photo. For, for any job. For any job, not mm. just this. So I got his resume from him. I took a photo with my phone. I went back and I sat down with the you know, principal of the school and I said, this guy's great. We really should hire him. Showed the picture and they're like, no. I'm like, why not? He's like, the, Chin- the Chinese parents won't accept that. He's not white. Right. You know? I'm like, come on, man. I will give, if this person is a Chinese American or whatever, yeah. Asian person, I'll give you some advice, though. Yeah. Positions in public school and really high-level private schools don't care. Yes. And they may pay really well. Also, if you go through an American company like mm-hmm. English First or Wall Street right. English or they something, don't care. they cannot because no. of the American anti-discrimination policies. Yeah. But if it's a Chinese company, they can discriminate all they want. Yeah. So, so stay away from the low tier English schools. Yeah. Okay, next. we got to rip through these. Right? Yeah. yeah, okay. Art of the Real, $20, said, does the guy in the tower get any Super Chat money? I don't know. Do you want some? <laughs> I mean, yeah, of course. We're yeah, of course. We're split this around. We're, yeah. we're not communists. I'll be, I'll be like the unpaid. I'll be Brad Five. <laughs> yeah, whatever, whatever that. Yeah, not getting paid. <laughs> um, I was gonna read a chat question from back by ALMAO three one three, but then he commented and said that he torrented the documentaries. So now you're not gonna get your comment read, bro. Actually, yeah. I have a message. Jokes right. on you. <laughs> yeah. Um, go screw yourself. <laughs> it's not nice to do. It's yeah. I mean, like, honestly, I, I, I'd be hypocritical hypocritical if I said I didn't pirate music when I was young or something like this. But as an adult, when you actually make something with money out of your own pocket and the months of, of time we spent making it and yeah. all the contracts we had to break to, to make these things, you know what I mean? No, I mean, okay, look, I'm going to take a different different thing on this. because well, I didn't finish. Oh, you haven't finished. So okay, I understand why someone would do that. Mm. And I understand because I don't want to pay the money. And I get that people do this kind of stuff. But it's insane when there's not a big corporation or a faceless corporation that you're not you're screwing over. When it's actually two guys yeah. that you're screwing over out of this all this hard work, it kind of sucks. So I retract my go screw yourself statement. Mm-hmm. But consider, not us, but consider supporting people um, that actually took time and money out of their own pockets to produce something. Here's the, here's the thing, right? I, I do understand, especially when I was living in South Africa, and mm. we don't have access to a lot of things that, mm. that uh, you Americans do, sure. et cetera. And if you yeah. want to, seriously, there's there's a lot of things we couldn't get. No, I get it, I get it. And the only way to do it was through piracy. And I did a lot of piracy <laughs> when I was younger. It's just the way it is. The difference is, if you enjoyed, if you enjoyed our documentary, let's just say you actually watched it and you really liked it, mm. Well, give us a super chat for like $10 or whatever. Yeah, it call it even. There we go. And then we call it even. Sure. I understand people are in Sorry, certain, certain positions in life where they cannot afford to watch something. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not really a massive excuse for piracy, but let's just say that was the situation. Mm. I can I can dig it. I can understand it. Sure. But yes, it is disappointing uh, when you put so much work right. into it and right. people I pirate apologize. it. Yeah. And if you're using Adblock, buy our merch. That makes up go. for it too. That sounds perfect. And you know what? The merch is actually available now for 21 <laughs> days only at everpress.com slash Hit our merch button. Hit the merch button. Bing, 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 bing. Look at you guys. If you see a little ad blocker thing up in your corner and it's not deactivated, check out this cool t-shirt. 
You can show everyone that you want to punch a clown just like we do. I've got to tell you one thing, that if someone's going to pay 25 bucks for a t-shirt, they certainly love us a lot. They do. And We really know, appreciate that. Yeah, absolutely, 100%. Thanks, guys. Um, anyway, let's get on to another question. All right. Dominic White asks, Andy has the Guts uh, profile picture from Berserk. Good taste. All right. He says, longtime subscriber here. Now that you've moved to the U.S., how many more ADV China videos can we expect with your footage from Vietnam and China? Uh, a couple. Yeah, we've still got some. We're still headed off to other places, yeah, guys. Keep know, in mind. <laughs> it's it's a weird kind of a situation because we when we go on our trips, we make sure that we get enough mm. and we cover enough relevant topics, at least mm. ones that we think are relevant to right. e either the country or to China, what's going on at the uh. time. So some of it becomes kind of invalid. Like there's a couple of Taiwan videos that we filmed that because things have changed in the we news. Scrap we, yeah, we Which scrap them. Yeah, we scrap them. It does, it does. But every time we go somewhere new, like we pop over to Mexico or whatever, we film a bunch of stuff, and then we find the right time to kind of release them. So we right. every week when it comes to editing something, we go through the videos that we've shot and we see which ones are relevant, relevant and if we need to either add things the to them or right, whatever. Right. And so you'll see videos from Taiwan, Vietnam popping up in the future, like way in the future still. Just depends if it's relevant or not. Sure. Yeah. Cool. Cool. Okay. Let's see. Travel the Trevor travels travels the world. Uh, says he wants a link to the Hong Kong animated video. So maybe we can post that on social media somewhere. Um, why don't you DM? Why don't you post that on a swipeable story on Instagram? Yeah. Is that cool? I don't. Do we even have enough followers to do a swipeable stories yet? Maybe not. Maybe not. Maybe what we can do is post it in the description. We're going to put it in the description of this video later. So once this has been uploaded, you know, come back and find it. That's yeah. YouTube. What it does is once you finish a live stream, uh, live stream, live stream. Ah. ah! <laughs> okay, they are basically uploaded as a video on the channel. Then we can go in and edit it, add into the description. Yeah, so check the description. So, yeah, it'll be in the description and a cool. pinned comment. Cool, thanks. Mm -hmm. All right, Dustin Pearson wants the old merch back. The squid shirt and the grass mud horse shirt. Can hey. we get some old merch for the boys? Hey, Dustin. So unfortunately, these limited run campaigns are that way, like from the company. Yeah. Um, I will probably do a poll for my channel, probably for ADV when we have enough merch out there sure. to see which ones people like the most and then bring them back. Yep. So if that makes sense. Thank you, Dustin. Yeah, sweet. And another Dustin, Dustin Brown said, I won't turn off my ad block, but I'll support you guys. Best YouTube content. Totally Show. fine. That's totally yeah. fine. Thank, Thank you, you very much. Thank you very much for that. We really appreciate it. Okay. Awesome. I think it's about that time, but uh, I just want to plug once more. So we're finally on Apple Podcasts mm -hmm. uh, and iHeartRadio. So go check us out there. And But for sure, make sure to subscribe to our YouTube channel. Mm -hmm. um, I'm actually not going to shave a hair on my head until we hit 100,000 subscribers on this channel. Whoa! So, I mean, maybe that's the bad uh, incentive because then if people want to see me with a huge Gandalf beard, then they specifically won't subscribe. But right. I don't know. It'll be a fun little thing for the channel. And also, um, what else was I going to say? I forgot. All right, back to you guys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Thank you, Dia. Thank you very much. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I hope you guys enjoyed the show. It was a long Absolutely. one today. It was very long. We appreciate you for sticking around mm -hmm. for so long. Uh, don't forget Instagram. Um, DM's the one who's looking after Instagram, so mm -hmm. you know he's posting all sorts of interesting things there. He can help answer some questions, do some polls, sure. that kind of thing. Sure. Thank you for following us, you know, yeah. um, with and everything please, that we do. Please help us uh, spread the word about this channel. It's it's very small and we keep it separate from everything else. Yeah. So please, you know, spread the word and make sure you're subscribed so you actually know when the episodes come out because it's every other week. It's confusing. It is. It is yeah. confusing. So We can't yeah. wait to see you in the next one. So mm -hmm. until next time, you know the drill, guys. As always, stay awesome. And buy this merch. Buy the merch. Buy the merch. <laughs>